Welcome to the Talking Shop Podcast. Josh had to top me, thought me going and being on location in Las Vegas was so cool. He had to drag his family all the way out to Texas to do the podcast, just for the podcast. He just wanted to do it on location. Yep. And I'll 20 hours for the podcast, and then we'll do the podcast, and then we'll head 20 <laughs> hours back. <laughs> So uh, we were just talking. Yeah. Oh, um, oh sorry, Mackie. Uh, Josh usually makes things about him, himself. And so, again, that's why we're going early. Because it's like kids' birthdays. He's got to be a good dad. Stuff like that. You know? Yeah, I'll do, I'll do an official, I'll do an official um, <laughs> intro here that'll catch everyone up. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Shop Podcast. I am Josh from Grand Slam Cards. This is Michael from Medium Rare Cards. I'm coming at you live on location early because I am in Amarillo, Texas, visiting family on my kids' spring break, and we have a birthday party to celebrate. So they're they're downstairs getting ready for that. I snuck up to one of the bedrooms up here. Yes. Threw one of the Grand Slam shirts on the mannequin behind me. Don't ask why there's a mannequin in this room. And we're ready to talk some shop. That's not a mannequin. That's one of your kids that you're paying to stand really still for an hour. I said, I said wear these white gloves and hold this shirt and <laughs> do not move. So you are about to go into the story about, um, about your trip there. Uh, but I said, say, save it, save it for the podcast. So tell us, you were in Arkansas last night. What sort of drive is it from Arkansas to where you're at now? So it's it's about 20 hour drive from Rock Hill to where we're at in Amarillo now. We, when the kids got out of school Friday, we like to get like that. That first evening, we'll get four or five hours out of the way, so the next two days are lighter. And so we stopped in, I forget where, uh, some, I forget where. We drove for like five hours and stayed in a hotel. Nice. So that we had, so that we had seven hours to split up between Saturday and Sunday, so we could get in at a decent time. So last night we were in um, Arkansas. No. Last night we were in Amarillo. The night before we were in Arkansas. No, yesterday morning we were in Arkansas. And we, and we drove. This is what happens. Days all been... This is what happens when you drive with a car full of kids for hours upon hours upon hours. Yeah. yeah. So couple 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 food stops and gas stops and yeah, we're we were glad to be here. So we'll be here for a week and then head back and. 
Nice. Nice. Yep. Well, I'm glad you're there safe. This past weekend, I set up at the Salisbury Card Show. I heard. And it was... It was busy. It was steady. You know, gives me the eebie-jeebies a little bit. Sorry, James. James, if you're listening, you know, I, high school was tough on me, man. I hate malls. This thing's in an old mall. Oh. Gives, gives, I'm having flashbacks. Flashback of oh. getting stuffed in a locker? Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> no, flashbacks of walking around the mall with no money. You oh. know, the mall was for rich kids. You know, I, I wanted to shop. You were just walking around to... stealing stuff. <laughs> stealing girls. Stealing oh. chicks. Um, but yeah, so uh, I tell you, um, that Salisbury show was busy. And I cannot believe the amount of people still looking for football. It's nuts. I yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure that this far away, and I guess it would be a good time to buy football, but you, this far away from the Super Bowl and this close to the playoffs, and we're right, you know, we just had a fantastic, fantastic opening day for baseball. I thought people would be all about that. Nope. People are still looking for it's it's bananas. It's been it had zero people looking for or asking about any sort of soccer. You know, they'd stop and look at some of my soccer cards, but nobody was looking at looking for it. Uh, but everybody's still looking for for football. It's bananas. Are you seeing that same thing in the shop still? Yeah, except our, our baseball really picks up at this time. So we're seeing okay, that. We're seeing that. Yeah, it's like football gets this huge lead. And then when mm-hmm. baseball season starts, baseball gets hot. And then it starts to gain some ground on it. But I would still say football's probably king in the store. Just baseball gets real close to it in the heart of the season. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's, What's it's it going to take? Much. What's it going to take for basketball to get hot again? Is it, it, did it just get so overheated during the pandemic and people just got sort of disenchanted by it because uh, they, they lost some money or they're just, they just wait for the playoffs? It's just too long of a season. What, what is it? What, what, what's yeah, it going to take? I wish I knew that answer. Um, it, it needs a rookie taking the, the sport yeah. by storm. That's a great take. Yep. Like, like Zion did or, you know. That that would be that would be one easy way for it too. I'm sure there's well, other ways it could, but that would be the fastest. Yeah. Are you watching any of the NCAA tournament? I am not. Do you no. care? I don't. I don't even know. My guys, I don't. I don't even know who's playing tonight. It's tonight, right? Yeah, but, I don't know. <laughs> My guys at the shop would say, and I'm the same way with college football. It's the strangest thing. I couldn't tell you anything about <laughs> college football. And I get teased all the time, but oh, it's okay. Don't let them pick on you. They're like, that's the football that really matters. That's where they're playing with their hearts and not, they're not. I I'm like, I, look, I'm a college football guy. Um, things are different now. I mean, there's some NIL money running around. There was mm-hmm. always. There was always that sense that there's, you know, the haves and have nots in football and college football, especially, but it's a little different now. Transfer portals and NIL money and 
So, but it's still, I would, I would put a Saturday, I would put a Saturday in Auburn against Bama again, uh, up against any sporting event in the world, yeah. including world cup. It, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, I know that you've got birthday parties. I want to get you out of there. So nobody in your family is mad at me. Wait, we, we, we can't you. not, we can't not have the opening rip. I know I don't get my, my wrestling podcast, but this weekend was WrestleMania. What's that? The WrestleMania was this weekend. <laughs> so, hey, Friday if, you, night if we were... you take a dump on college football and college sports, then I can take a shot at WrestleMania. Yes, I know that WrestleMania happened this weekend, but give us a recap of oh, WrestleMania. I, I'm not going to spoil anything. I will say, uh, so it was great. We drove Friday, we got to the hotel. Got to watch Friday Night SmackDown. Then we drove all day Saturday, got to a hotel, got to watch night one of WrestleMania. And then we drove yesterday, got in at a decent time, went out to eat with fam, then came back. I got to watch WrestleMania night two because they do it in two nights now. It was unusually good. There were some really, really awesome matches, some unpredictable endings. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but it was pretty awesome. So I have a f- now. Didn't WrestleMania come out last year? Or I'm getting this wrong. WrestleMania or some event, SummerSlam or something happened, and it was timed very well with a product last year. I want to uh, say yes. that happened. It it might have even been because Prism's on the horizon for WWE next week. It might have been this time last year that Prism launched around WrestleMania. So well. I, you know, no quinky dink. Come on, Panini tops. If, if WrestleMania can do it, if the WWE can coordinate a release with a big event, come on. Yeah. It's a bro nainer. You can do that. All right. Let me do the quick rundown real quick. Sorry about that. I didn't realize you wanted to give some love to the wrestling world out there, but. Uh, real quick, that was the opening rip. This is the rundown. Then we're going to go and talk about some products that are headed to the shop this week. Um, then we're going to jump behind the counter and talk about Beckett. And it's just a dumpster fire over there. Uh, a couple listener questions. A card from the vault. We've got a little twist on card from the vault. Hits from the shop. Uh, and then a quick little announcement about the next card night. And then we're going to wrap things up with crazy stat of the week. But first, Josh, what's hitting the shelves at Grand Slam this uh, week? Well, big release Friday. We talked about it last week, but Friday was Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So we have a lot of that in the shop still. Come in and grab that. It, it sold like crazy over the weekend. Um and then slated for this week is limited football, contenders basketball, and stadium club chrome baseball. Uh, I'm not getting a ton of all of that, but uh, we'll, we will have all three of those products in the shop starting Wednesday, going into Friday, and then Scarlet and Violets. They're ready to sell now. Excellent. Um, and then, let's see... Um... We've got some neat products coming uh, on the horizon. A little bit of soccer. 
Some yep. prism basketball. Oh, are we talking coming now? We'll do it all. Oh, oh yeah. Plus coming soon. I see. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, and... um, yeah, playbook football is another one. Yep. Yep. That's on the horizon. When we're a, when we're a week or ten days out, we're careful because some of these dates yeah, they can get tend bumped. to get pushed. But yep. uh, Topps Dynasty is on the horizon. Donruss mm-hmm. Soccer is on the horizon, and like you said, Prism Basketball. So right, right. Oh, and WWE Prism, like we already mentioned. So. Yes, yes. So Josh, um, you mentioned um, how much t- how much of that Top Stadium Club are you getting? Uh, typically, a case of that uh, now sometimes i have rebuy opportunity um but like some of these weird some of these tops products are weird i don't necessarily have the answer when fanatics took over right. we started seeing our tops allocations get really good uh and then gold label was bad my stadium club chrome is not not very good mm-hmm. so i don't i don't have the answer there i thought it was going to be this case where tops products are going to start becoming right. easier to get and, and able for us to get some more on launch days but uh yeah, we're not getting a lot of it, unfortunately, but Love that hopefully the, the refill train comes and I can keep it refilled in at, just, the, at the shop. Just a quick note about Top Stadium Club Chrome. I don't know if this was the case with Allen and Ginter Chrome, but I do know this is the case with Top Stadium Club Chrome. It's not the same checklist. There's actually 100 additional players, or they say subjects, in this set so there's some additional chases just throwing that out there um i may run out and um, grab a box or two and um do a little preview break while you're out of town so um all right let's jump behind the counter but before we do that let me catch up uh this is an interesting take by mackie you need jordan to come back to the hobby as a chaser to make the nba hot again for sure that would be sweet. Uh, Facebook user, wait a minute. He said, wait a minute. And then he said, they promoted Prism during the NXT pay-per-view, but never during Mania. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. I, I remember I, they advertised Prism during last WrestleMania, if I remember right, or at least a commercial or something. So hmm. I'd like to see more of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, our producer. Hey, Jacob. We miss you. Um, All right. So, listener questions. Let me find that banner. Boy, this is tough. Jacob has really spoiled me in in getting some of these things going. Um, Oh, no, not listener questions. See? You're fired. I know. I'm fired. fired. Jacob, get back here. So I showed you this during the, um, the pregame, but let me show this to the guys. If you're listening, uh, where is it, baby? There it is. Talking a little Beckett. Beckett. We're talking about Beckett, and we're talking about the dumpster fire that is Beckett. So in case you did not see this Beckett on I think it was Thursday released this grading scale now this is an updated grading this scale. is the updated the, and and they have subsequently rolled this back because of backlash 
um, about it. And, and I want to get your take on it because you have told us that one of your more expensive, and it's a Brady, right? More expensive yeah. cards is in a Beckett slab. So there used to be the 10 black label pristine. There used to be the 10 pristine gold label. They have added a gem mint 10. Uh, I guess this would be like a gem mint plus. Um, because it's got two tens and then two nine fives. Uh, they have a gem mint, which is one ten and three nine fives. And then they've got their mint plus, which is three or no four nine fives. Yeah. This effectively effectively takes some of the population of nine fives that are out there. And keep in mind, folks, nine five used to be Beckett's gem mint. It used to be gem mint nine five, nine five gem mint. That is no longer the case for about 12 hours on Saturday. So before I go in any further into this, Josh, what what's your What's your take on this? Man, it's like you're it's almost like you're too deep in now to change because when you change there's this ripple effect that just changes too many things. Like I said, my my biggest card is in a Beckett 9.5. Do you remember and the subgrades on that? I I don't, but I'm I'm pretty confident it would it would cross over to a PSA ten. Okay. Um, it's just in that good a shape. Um, so I want to say it's nine five nine five nine five ten. Would that still have been a nine five previously? Because nine five nine five nine five ten would be now. It would yes, it would be a nine five now, and it would be a gem mint ten now. Yeah. Yeah, it just changes too many ripple things. It it kind of gives me the it, it it's not the same, but you know on Magic the Gathering cards, the cards have a back to the card. Mm. And I wonder if they thought of when they printed that back in the 90s, their back can never change because the moment they change the back of a card, um it's no longer playable. You know what I mean? You can see right. the back of the cards in a game. And so you would know that that was an older card or a newer card. And so it's like when they made that, I wonder if they thought 30 years later, every card still has to have that same back, no matter how bad they want to modernize. Right. And so it would just change too many things and alter too many things to change that. And you're getting a little bit of a feeling with that now with Beckett, yeah. like, I think, and this is a little bit morbid, but I think um, this is this is what in the medical field you would call like a a, a death rattle. I think this was a shot. Oh my goodness! I see. I you try to make a point. I try to make a point, and Josh brings a cute dog on camera if you guys are just listening to this josh is allowed a, a dog behind the counter 
Well, I heard I heard the door to the room that I'm in creak open, and I thought I'm going to kill one of my kids after this podcast because oh. they were told to stay out. And it was this guy. This is Edwin. 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 What are you doing? You're on camera. Edwin's a schnauzer. I have no idea what it's a called. Schnauzer. Yeah. Edwin looks. All schnauzers look like grandpas. <laughs> yeah. Very sophisticated. They need little bow ties. <laughs> That's right. All right. Say bye, Edwin. Bye, Edwin. See ya. Later. <laughs> Don't poop in the house. Um, you know, Mackie, um, another great comment. Why why Beckett? Why? Why yeah. reinvent the wheel and make things difficult? Now buying an eBay, they will want top dollar now. Yeah. It's gonna affect some of the older previous ones that have the old labels. And uh yeah, it's like Mackie said, it's like they want to change just for the sake of changing. Scratch that itch, update your labels, and give it a newer modern design. I like that when companies do that. But changing the grading system, they had to use their brains and realize the ripple effect that this would have. But yeah, I mean, if if you look at this, I mean, for goodness gracious, what happens if you have a Beckett in a slab that's not that you didn't get any subgrades? Yeah, which I've had in the past. I, I mean. I, I listened to this guy uh, podcast of his. His name is Donald Donald Miller. It's a marketing thing, uh, and one of the his little lines or one of his sayings is is if you confuse, you lose. And boy, he, Beckett should just hire that guy and pay him whatever he charges because there is absolutely zero clarity over yeah. over what they're trying to do, and yeah. it's. You know, I get it. They brought in some folks and Fanatics has done the same thing. Fanatics had brought in people for, from different industries that have no idea that were not in the collecting space, but they needed people that had good business minds, had good tech minds. But hope it seems like those people are still listening to collectors. Mm-hmm. Beckett brought in folks that were not in the collecting space, but it looks like that they, they just went and just did something like i said it's like a death rattle it's like it's a clear it's like it's a clear indication that they're just throwing stuff at the wall and see and and they're going to see if it sticks and this is a miss let me let me scroll down here and just for you guys that are listening i i post um and i mean i'll post the link of this into the show notes but um this um this article is on sports uh, sports collectors daily. And so it had the, the, the grading scale that they released. And then, <laughs> and then on April fools, <laughs> the, the timing Genius. Been any, any worse, like their marketing department needs to go get, go get fired. Um, and I'm in marketing. So I, you know, I feel for those guys. We are grateful for the feedback and the insights you have shared with us for over the last 48 hours. Your passion for our brand and hobby is truly remarkable, and we appreciate your support. After listening carefully to the feedback you all shared, we have decided to not make any changing changes to our grading scale at this time. We completely walked it back. Well, completely. you got to give you got to give them a little props for that. At yeah. least enough wherewithal to understand that oops okay this wasn't a good idea instead of just being stubborn and rolling with it and saying we're going to force these people to like this new system 
I like it when companies at least will acknowledge it. Yeah. And yeah. react. I I don't know. What if they if they called if they called us, if they left a message on the podcast hotline and said, Josh, Michael, come save us, what would be the first thing you would do at Beckett? I mean, I'd I'd like to know how cheap could they grade cards and still be profitable and make a run at that. You know, how much money could they pump into marketing and advertising this service? Um, it, I mean, they've done this longer than me and they're smarter than me. I would assume that they they would know what what tips to me are. I would try to I would try to get some big cards in the country in our slabs. Um, you know, maybe it's top of mind awareness, you know, and some marketing would do that. I mean, you know, some, I want to say rebranding, but just some branding period, maybe. I don't know. I I personally really like their slabs. I like their labels. I have nothing against them. I like, I like half grades. I despise PSA for no half grades. Um. I love the black label and how elusive it is because if you look at a card, any card close enough, it's, it's not a perfect 10 in every, in every perfect scenario. So I think they do a lot, right? I do have one. This is the poop on Beckett podcast show tonight, but we sent a, so we've sent off a few Beckett nine fives and nines to PSA for customers to cross over We've had pretty good success with getting nine fives popping at tens and getting them back. And a few nines, they just, you know, they sent them back as nines because they wouldn't 10. And that's fine too. That was the, that was the shot, but we sent a high dollar 9.5 LeBron rookie that we, that they had all, I don't want to misquote this. I think it had all nine five subgrades, mm. um, but it was beautiful. And I was, super confident it might have even had some 10 subgrades because i was super confident i encouraged this friend of ours slash customers i was like send this i have a strong feeling you'll get a 10 we got the the uh update yesterday and psa won't touch it because of minimum size requirement are you are you kidding me so i said so it's in a beckett nine five label but it, PSA won't grade it because it won't meet the minimum size. So, which doesn't mean it was altered or trimmed because sometimes those older cards come out of the packs just a little tiny, tiny bit off size. Yeah. But the whole thing just, just ticked me off. But I, so there's, there's two ways to look at it. PSA, I hate you for being so particular. It's in a Beckett nine, five slab. You're telling me you can't grade this when Beckett did. The other side is, Beckett, did you grade a card that doesn't meet the minimum size requirements for a card? So I have a bad taste in my mouth for Beckett and for PSA. But if if it's truly smaller than some of the others, Beckett should have caught that. If they didn't catch it, shame on them. So I I, I was I was like mind boggled. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. well, at least don't crack it, send it back and you right. know. And so it's coming back and it's back at 9.5 slab and no one's any the wiser, I guess. But yeah. I, I think, you know, if I could wave a wand over this and I was Beckett, 
um, you know, there's a, there's a saying that if you can't fix it, feature it, um, and just lean into it. There, there is a, a collector base for Beckett slabs. There is a collector base that, uh, is slow to change. Um, you know, I, I just, to turn your back, um, on that base to try to get fancy and slick and keep up and whatever, and sort of basically say that your traditions and your, your, the way you've done things, there's really no rhyme or reason because the, the, you know, when things get tough, you're just going to turn your back on it, I think is the wrong message. Mm -hmm. I think um, they need to, like you, you said, double down, on the cards that are out there in Beckett's labs. Um, you know, there are some of the, the, the most expensive cards ever sold are in Beckett's labs mm -hmm. and they need to provide clarity around what, you know, their value statement is clarity around the value they bring to people's collections and, and know their audience. They are coming off so tone deaf right now that you know um there are some content creators out there neo cards and comics i listen to him every week and uh he's he had a take on this and he's completely right he said that if the other if sgc and csg don't come out with a beckett special they're missing it they're missing an opportunity because there's blood in the water now right mm -hmm. it's like send us your beckett slabs Send us, get them, get them out of the, get your cards out of Beckett's labs because you never know what's going to happen to them. You know, you don't know if that company is going to be around, you know, that's sort of the thing. That's sort of the slight on or the slam on some, some of these pop-up grading companies. You don't know if that grading company is going to be around in five years. We yeah. literally do not know if Beckett's going to be around in the next five years, which is sad. Yeah. Because one of the one of the guys on the collecting Mount Rushmore, James Beckett, has his name with this company. He's not he's not associated with them anymore. But man, yeah, it's it's tough stuff. All right, let's jump off the soap the Beckett soapbox. I just thought that was interesting. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what their next step is. So. All right, we got a couple questions here and then we'll get you out of here, Josh. Feedback. Our so, take. Your your audio cut out for just a second, so I'll reread it. This question concerns proper eBay etiquette for shipping cards and for leaving feedback. What is our take? Yes. So my take is Make sure they get there safe and don't use <laughs> scotch tape. <laughs> yes. So the question, this is spawned from a question I saw on a forum, and it said that he sent a $50 slab in a, um, the gist of it was the seller sent a $50 slab in a bubble mailer, and that's it. And then the guy yeah, that's left not, him. not smart. The, the guy left him negative feedback for it. Yeah. 
so my I have two thoughts. You gotta you gotta ship better than that, and you gotta have a little grace. And I wouldn't give negative feedback is such a, a permanent mark that I'm really slow to give it because I want people to be really slow to give it to me. Yeah. Um, and this could have been a one-off. Oh, dude, I totally forgot to put cardboard around it. So what we do, we've never had an issue, and people appreciate it. Is especially a slab sandwiched together with two pieces of cardboard that are bigger and masking tape or painters tape it up bubble mailer you're good to go we've never had an issue so you start putting cards without putting tape over the top loader to keep the card in there and don't use scotch tape you will get hammered if you use scotch tape <laughs> use painters tape or masking tape yeah. but that's that's mine I, Sandwiched together, two pieces of cardboard. We go through so much cardboard down at the shop because we're cutting out little uh, rectangles to sandwich <laughs> it together. Yeah. Um, when, when I'm shipping top loads or one touches, I, I put the little white filler cards that come in hobby boxes in mm -hmm. some of the packs, those tough cardboard. Put one on each of those and I, I tape it up, you know, and then, and then bubble mail it. So I'm going to make a confession here to the, our tens of tens of listeners. I am I'm guilty of sending slabs and just a bubble mailer. Shame on you. What about a I team know. bag or anything? Yeah, well, it's I, I put them in the I put them in a sleeve. The minute I get a slab from PSA, I, I put it in a sleeve after I take yeah. a photo of it. But I just I just figured, you know, I figured cardboard, if that thing gets run over by a car and smashed up, a car, piece of cardboard is not gonna help. I mean, I guess it could. Okay. So you're thinking of the extreme running over by a car, which doesn't happen much. But right. what about the, uh, you know, throwing it around or the, you know, stepping on it, you know, cardboard. What are the, bubble, what are the bubbles for? Bubbles. So what about <laughs> bending? I think it's, I think of more of a bending. That's a great point. Like, like deflection in it, but. I don't know, man. Yeah. You're just using that cardboard or those hard harder pieces and it's sandwiched just to keep it from, from bending. I just think better safe than sorry. Yeah. And it's just cardboard. It's just cardboard, but it is extra weight. It feels pretty flimsy. It feels a, a slab and a bubble mailer feels dangerously flimsy to me. Yeah. I'm calling you out. Shame on you. Okay. Full disclosure. But but you should never creeps, negative. If it creeps, feedback. if it creeps up over a hundred bucks, I'm throwing something extra like in there. Yeah. Anything under a hundred bucks, man. I don't know. I get it. I get it. But why? As why, far do, as why negative... do people? Why do people then on cards you've probably purchased? You buy a a regular thirty dollar card in a top loader, and they'll put bulk cards on both sides of it. Surely you've had that and tape it up. Yeah. So what's the thought? A bubble mail is going to protect your top loader even better than a case. It wouldn't crack like a case would if someone stepped on it. They're doing it for the rigidity of, of it being bent. I get it. I but I don't know. think anyone should should leave negative feedback for that unless it's like a notorious issue or the dude says, screw you, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. I just... <clears throat> 
you're right. As far as negative feedback goes, you got to be careful with that, throwing that around. That It's got to be egregious. It's got to be right. It's got to be bad. It's got to be it's a different car or, it, or it's a clearly that they were trying to hide, mis, you know, like uh, print lines or whatever. They yeah. didn't disclose that stuff or they or just weeks, forgot to bail it. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks, two weeks late, you know. Yeah. Uh, Mackie's chiming in saying, you know, buy a smaller bubble mailer, use cardboard so it's tight and can't move around. Um, that's that's a great point. Well, well, well sized packaging also helps. But here's a tip that I've done: those big oversized bubble mailers, they're a little more expensive, but I put the card down in it and then I fold it around it, tape yeah. it up good. Then you've got double bubble, like the gum. <laughs> <laughs> um all right i think we've beaten that 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 horse to, uh enough um, but no scotch tape don't use no scotch, scotch tape or packing tape yeah get that quick release tape um all right we're only going to do one question but let, let us know in the comments here what you guys think about that like how how do you guys use negative feedback on ebay and come on guys let me know let me know if you guys are cardboard versus no cardboard. And I don't care if someone sends, I don't care if there's scotch tape on mine, because no matter what you send the card to me in, I'm putting it in a brand new case or top loader anyway, because I'm particular about scratches yeah. and stuff. But me too. So me too. But painter's right. tape is always appreciated. Let's roll into card from the vault. And you asked me. And I don't know where it is. Where is it? There it is. And the other thing I was going to do was there's a local card shop here in Amarillo called SNS Sports Cards. I uh, visited him last time and got to know him a little bit, bought some stuff from him. They're closed like most card shops, except Grand Slam, on Mondays. So I couldn't go there today and buy anything. So I would have bought something and had it as my card from the vault. Instead, the card you see on your screen is a card that... I never officially owned, I brokered this card. Um, one of our customers had this card and we sent it off to PSA to get it graded. It came back at 10 and then we found him a buyer for it. So as you can see, it's a Mbappe Genesis. Oh, I love that card. It got a 10. So that was just one that I said, can I cheat tonight since I don't have a card and do a card that I helped broker the sale of. But that's a pretty sweet card if you're a soccer fan, I would assume. Oh, so that's my. It's basically it's basically a color match too. I mean that is sweet. That's yeah. a sweet card. Um, all right, so for my card from the vault, it's an. I think I've shown this before, but he it's he's becoming an iconic player. I can't afford his rookie stuff, especially his rookie autos. But um, I had this. Uh, I remember opening up a box of this when I first got back into the hobby um, and pulled this and he was injured at the time. So he wasn't a big superstar, but it's just, it's a Shohei stadium club. Just, this is just the base. The thing that I like about this card is that, you know, it, it's almost like sometimes you have to pick whether or not he's either pitching or hitting in a, um, in a card. And this one, he's just, He's just chilling on the bench. It's a great yeah. photo. Uh, Stadium so, Club does so good with their photos. Oh yeah. yeah. So I think I might, I may, I might 
try to put the the rainbow together for that for that card. Okay, we are to hits from the shop. Let me pull these up. So yeah, so hits from the shop is light this week um, because I've been gone some of it, and so we're just going to show a few sweeties that either customers have sent to me. I had to to crop and paste some of these pictures, but uh, yeah, I'll give you a little quick narrative. I think it's just five or six cards that customers had pulled. And here we go. Hits from the shop. So that's hard to see. Oh, that, that's even harder to see. So this is a, oh, my, my epilep epilepsy is going nuts <laughs> now. Um, <laughs> this came out of the brand new um, Court Kings basketball hobby box. A customer hit this and we're excited to see this dude get healthy and back to playing. This is the air apparent Ruby version mm. uh, Chet Holmgren auto out of Court Kings. Nice, nice. Pretty sweet. Um, the next one, this was out of the same box, believe it or not. That's just a uh, Maestro's LeBron, but it's numbered to 25. Oh. 25 or less. LeBron stuff is always juicy. So Very nice. We, we were happy with that box. This is uh, one of the low number die cuts out of Obsidian. A customer hit an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think that might have even been, yeah. That's this year's Obsidian, so just the other day. And then following that up, a nice little Chris Olave tricolor double patch rookie auto out of a nice product like Obsidian. Uh, another die cut. I know the picture doesn't show it super well, but an orbital insert die cut. I think it's decently low numbered also of Joey B. Um, AJ Brown auto out of Obsidian. Dude's a monster. He is a monster. Can you believe him and DK Metcalf played on the same college team? They're like chiseled from stone. It's crazy. Those two look crazy. like easy their shirts off. Um, <laughs> this is a lightning strike auto out of Obsidian. Little Jerry Judy action for the Broncos. Customer yeah, sent me that. He was happy with it. That's the last that's one. That's yeah. the last one. We'll have more next week. Uh, well, maybe not because I'll be gone all week, but... <laughs> The guys try to take some pictures for me when I'm not there and send them to me. So if we have some awesome. hits pulled at the shop, we'll have some more next week. Um, we kicked around uh, a uh, the next date for card night. Tentative. I think is... we've got it kind of penciled down ready, right? Yep. I think it's going to be May. It's that first Saturday in May. Let me bring that up real quick. Uh, it is May... Sixth, May sixth, May sixth. That's Saturday. That is a Saturday. All right. So, so stay tuned. More marketing coming soon. It'll be very <laughs> similar to the last the last one we did because it it went off so well, and we're just gonna kind of beef it up and advertise it a little bit more and have another rocking card night awesome, at the church. Awesome. Um. All right. Crazy stat of the week, and then we'll get you out of here, Josh. All right, so I have a couple. I didn't want to just lower it to one. So a uh, couple guys that seem to always make this stat of the week. One is, uh, well, let me just read it. You know, Pete Rose is the all-time hit leader. So this dude didn't have a bad batting average, right? He, he knew how to hit the ball. If Pete Rose came back and went 750 for 750, got a hit. And 750 of his straight at bats, he would then finally 
have a higher career batting average than Tony Gwynn. That's nuts. So, so we've talked about Gwynn and his ungodly high batting average over such a long period of time. So I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, another one. Did you know, I didn't know this until I watched um, that documentary, but Nolan Ryan never won a Cy Young award. Yeah. Yeah. So like what the all-time strikeout leader, seven yes. no, hitters, no hitters. Yeah. Played forever, had some big games. Dude never won a Cy Young. So transitioning that into the next stat, he debuted, Nolan Ryan debuted in 1966. Um, BJ LeMayhew, we're familiar with him, a current player, played for the, I believe, the Yankees last year, maybe. Um, yep. He played 125 games last year. So you got Nolan Ryan, BJ LeMayhew. LeMahieu played last year. Nolan Ryan pitched against Ernie Banks, Roger Maris, Willie Mays. The crazy stat combining these two is they are have both been teammates of Jamie Moyer. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Moyer and Nolan Ryan were teammates, and Jamie Moyer and DJ LeMahieu were that's teammates. Crazy. That's a long career, and that's, that's folks. That's what you call a crazy stat of the week. <laughs> well, if you haven't already. And if you've stuck around this long, thank you, number one. And we apologize. Yes. <laughs> um, if, if you can, if you want to, if you enjoy the content, uh, subscribe, like, join a break, leave questions, let us know how we're doing. Josh, any parting shots before you get to all the birthday festivities? Uh, nope. Uh, wish me good luck. Go, uh, go. We don't have any breaks this week, uh, Phil, since I'm gone. Um Go in and buy something at the shop. Support the shop. We got got some new products in there. Shelves are full, so absolutely. Josh, safe All travels, right. and we'll see you next week. Yep. See you guys. Bye.